Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got a great story of compliance involving allergies. But first, a story from Liberty or Death. Arrogant coach slash teacher threatened to send me to the principal. I obliged. Bear with me, there's a lot of backstory here. This is over a decade ago. Time's a cruel mistress, so some details are foggy. Going into senior year of high school, at a small rural high school where the smart kids all get sent off to the distance learning building, their junior and senior year to take college courses. Junior year, the woman in charge of us in distance learning had been teaching at our school district for 15 plus years. She knew us, our families, taught us in multiple grades and coached about three-fourths of us in track or tennis. Keep in mind, our entire student body, K-12, through wouldn't have broken 500 kids even if they padded the numbers with voluntary pre-K and GED students. She knew us, our antics, and generally trusted us to get our work done. She made sure we actually watched our classes and didn't get into a bind on our assignments. Outside of that, as long as we were doing something productive and had our main stuff done, our time was ours to use as we saw fit. In my case, it was mostly spent playing guitar and reading up on the playbook for whatever athletic competition I had that week. I was an academically good but insufferably lazy student. Summer passes, the first day of senior year comes around, the teacher we all adored had moved away. Her husband got a job elsewhere that paid big money. In her place is some tall, red-haired donkey none of us had ever seen before. Turns out he's the new head coach for the girls basketball and our new distance learning supervisor. Our college courses didn't start for a couple of weeks. 
So he spent the entire first day pontificating on how lucky we all were to have him, since he had spent the last 10 years in the university world and knew how it worked and would make sure we weren't just slacking off because we were seniors. The fact that he went from university to high school should have been a red flag to the people that hired him. Whatever. A couple weeks go by of this coach, we'll call him Bob, making us do pointless practice assignments like writing a paper on respect in APA format or researching a new car for his wife while citing our sources. All under the guise of making sure we were prepared. The students all politely informed him that these courses were through a community college and were generally no more difficult than a normal AP high school class, except for the STEM courses. Fast forward two weeks and courses start. Finally, we thought, Bob's antics throughout the year would have been bearable had he not have made a habit of insulting students who did something that wasn't to his liking or held a political view contrary to the university culture he came from, which was all of us. He went to demanding that we submit all assignments to him before our actual professors, which he then did not go through quickly causing a great many of us to lose points for late assignments. We started ignoring this and started sending him a copy at the same time we submitted the assignment and telling us all that we were in no way mature enough for this kind of learning. We all had to maintain an institutional GPA of 3.0 or better to stay in the program. We averaged 3.8 and if it were up to him, he'd take our entitled butts right back over to the main building for real classes. The straw that broke the camel's back came at the end of the fall semester. We had all taken our finals, passed, and were looking forward to an easy few weeks. Bob came in that morning in a worse mood than usual. I found out years later that this was the day his divorce proceedings began and started berating one of the girls for how she was dressed. She ignored him as did the rest of us. We were all just making it through to the end of the semester. Bob then began one of his speeches about how terrible and entitled we all were. No one was paying attention, which made him even more angry, but he knew he couldn't really punish us for anything. So he zeroed in on one kid that had been placed in the classroom for remedial learning, as it was a quiet, consistent environment. He was the one student in the room actually working on something. The convo paraphrased as this was over 10 years ago went as follows. Bob says, so and so, what are you doing? They somewhat rudely reply, I'm trying to study for my test coming up so I don't get held back. Bob says, for what? So you can eventually go flip burgers at the Dairy Queen? They actually make a six-figure income as a welder now. Bob says, please, you're not going to get it done anyway. So have some respect and pay attention when an adult is speaking. That was it for me. You see, so and so happened to be my cousin. I was intimately familiar with his academic and personal struggles and knew how hard he was working to straighten up. Our families are rather well known and affluent one in our community and Cousin was cruelly regarded as a screw up by some folks outside of our family, despite his overwhelmingly kind disposition. Now this move in crapstick was insulting the most vulnerable member of the class and my family. It was time to hurt this guy in the worst way I could think of without hurting myself too badly or getting arrested. You see, my mother had been teaching for 25 years in the district at that point, and my stepfather's a retired guidance counselor, so I knew the rules. I'd previously refrained from honestly discussing his conduct with my parents because Bob's daughter had actually become part of our friend circle, and I knew how hard life would be on her if her dad lost his job, as his reputation made her life hard enough. 
The college course's kids also all did theater and athletics together, so she was part of our life. Again, tiny school, half the varsity offensive line, was part of a district-winning production of Flowers for Algernon, and our star running back is also a regional qualifier in robotics. But she was graduating with the rest of us and going to school out of state, so collateral damage would have been minimal. Knowing what would happen next, I casually remarked, Coach Bob, it seems to me that if you knew half as much about basketball as you think you know about so-and-so, you'd probably still have your job at university. Or you would have gotten your contract renewed for another year at the last school board meeting. Where will you go after the school year ends? The room went dead quiet. That info wasn't in the newspaper yet. Bob's face turned an absolutely vibrant shade of red. His voice shaking, he tells me, outside, now. I calmly set down my book and stepped out into the foyer of the building. Bob followed me out, closed the door, and proceeded to scream every insult and cuss word he could think of in my face for at least four straight minutes. I was the most smug, lazy, entitled little crap he had ever seen, apparently. I may have been able to pull the wool over my eyes of my pastor, every other teacher, his daughter, and all my coaches, who were constantly irritated with me for being lazy, but gosh darn it I couldn't fool him. I was never going anywhere in life, and I was just going to ride my family name like a parasite. To be honest, his lung capacity was kind of impressive. I don't think it took a single breath for the entirety of his rant. Once he stopped to catch his breath, I asked, Coach Bob, may I go back to reading now? Bob screamed, No, your butt is going straight to principal, and I will write down exactly what you said, and you will sign the darn thing. Do you understand? I said, Yes, sir. I'd be happy to sign it. Bob gave me a questioning gaze. I say, Actually, I'd be happy to go down to the principal. I need to ask him for a letter of recommendation for a scholarship. And of course, he'll ask me what led to me saying something so disrespectful. Of course, I can't lie to him, and then I'll mention our little chat out here. By this point, the teacher in the other classroom, who I also happen to be related to, came out to see what the commotion was and heard at least the tail end of his glorious speech. She was about to say something, but I turned and gave her a smile and a wink. I had it in the bag. 18-year-old me was riding high. Bob sent me back into the distanced learning room and followed me in. I stood by the door, awaiting my office referral. A minute went by and it never came. Bob says, sit down, Jones. I say, Coach Bob, I believe classroom insubordination requires an office referral. If that's the way you want to go, Bob's voice started to raise, but at this point he understood the situation. He wrote up the office referral and I happily walked down to the admin office. The principal was surprised to see me and even more surprised that I was sent there on disciplinary action. I told them what had happened and I got detention for one day as punishment for open disrespect of a teacher, which I kind of deserved, and a thank you for my honesty. The next two weeks were heavenly. Bob barely spoke a word and spent most of his time glaring at me or looking at job listings. At the start of the spring semester, he wasn't in distance learning. In fact, he was nowhere to be seen. Turned out he'd accepted a last-minute opportunity somewhere else before the Christmas break and had to move there in time for spring practices to start. What a coincidence. I found out years later that Bob was soon let go from his next coaching job and he had gotten divorced. Other faculty had apparently repeatedly complained about his conduct and he was on incredibly thin ice long before my little stunt. 
Honestly, I kind of feel sorry for the guy after writing this memory down. Congratulations to everyone that made it till the end. I mean, it kind of worked out in a way that's pretty satisfying, but it's kind of frustrating that a teacher could go and act like this to students and be so blatantly rude and get away with it pretty much. I respect OP for speaking up though because when I was growing up in school, I probably would not have been the kind of person to talk back to a teacher even if they were being rude. Growing up, would you be the kind of person to talk back to a teacher if they were being mean like this? Let me know about you guys in the comments down below. Our next story is from Michael Shing. Sorry, you said you were allergic. Another restaurant story from a few years ago. I cook or wait tables depending on how long it takes me to get fed up with one or the other and I need a change. We always have to be very conscious of allergies and food service as it can be life or death for some people, for shellfish allergies, nut allergies, celiacs, etc. Enter gluten-free trend crowd. While I recognize some people have a legit allergy, there are so many that are trying to be trendy. The big difference is that a person with a true allergy already has a general idea of what they can and can't have, and will start the whole process off before ordering by letting you know what said allergy is, which we appreciate as it saves time. No big deal. The trendy gluten-free peeps need to tell you three times throughout their order and then always end up backtracking after they find out that basically everything they desire to order either contains gluten or is potentially cross-contaminated. I was waiting this time around and I started getting tired of hearing about it. We had a particular almost daily regular who would tell us every time about her gluten intolerance tell all the people sitting near her about it and then proceed to order items that had gluten. I was having a bad day. She comes in, does her normal spiel about being allergic to gluten. I say, yep. Wasn't sufficient enough attention for her. She emphasizes what it does to her delicate system because she's allergic. She orders the usual, food cooked and prepared in the fryers which have had gluten-ridden food fried in them all day. I'm thoroughly annoyed now having to listen to her graphic details about her gut and the effects from gluten. I, as usual, inform her that the fryers are cooked in with many items containing gluten. As she says the normal, Oh, that's fine. I have an evil idea pop into my head. Ma'am, you just said you're allergic to gluten? I can't in good conscience put this restaurant or my job at risk by serving you food that you'll have an allergic reaction to. I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to pick another item. She's shocked. Starts backtracking. I stand firm. No, I'm sorry, but I just can't do it. If you get sick from the food because I was careless about your allergy, then I could lose my job. There are items you can choose from today. They call the manager over. Manager backs me up after hearing the story. The manager was tired of her too. The lady indignantly orders one of the items I listed to save face. Obviously no tip, but I don't care, it was worth it. Still came back two days later miraculously cured of her gluten allergy. Although this is filed under malicious compliance, I would say this is objectively the right thing to do. Because yeah, if she came in and said that they have an allergy, and god forbid let's say something went wrong and there was like food poisoning. You could actually have like a very serious case because they said they were allergic to something and you serve that willingly to them anyways. That's just straight up covering your and the business's butt. As far as I'm concerned, if you go into a restaurant saying that you're allergic to something, you should fully be prepared to not have anything that is remotely touching whatever it says you claim you're allergic to. Otherwise, why are you even bringing it up? And our final story of the day is from No Concept 9848 
I was told this belongs here. They got what they asked for. Here's 33% of your website. You're welcome. I had a trophy wife client who had a frozen yogurt business paid for by her husband. They contacted me and asked me to design and build a new website for their business. I gave them a quote and they asked if they could pay in three installments. After we all agreed to the terms, I had written approval when I received my 33% deposit. I got cracking. We had regular check-ins and they were happy with the progress until one day they just went quiet. They were already behind on the second payment and I was growing impatient. I was done with the site and just needed the final approval and payment before launching it but I couldn't get a hold of either of them. I eventually got hold of the lady at her day job after weeks of being ghosted. She calmly told me that they found someone cheaper and that they won't be paying the remaining 66% even though the project was complete and all their feedback was addressed. She told me that I could just give her the 33% of the files and move on with my life. I made it clear that websites don't really work if you upload 33% of the files, sarcastically, at which point she hung up the phone. I still had their FTP details for the brand domain that housed their current, old website, so I decided to take revenge. I created a page with an animated fake loading bar that was stuck at 33%. Underneath the loading bar was the message, this company does not pay their suppliers. They decided to pay only a third of the price, so now they have only a third of a website. I went as far as to download the website files, split it up in roughly three portions, file size, and upload a zip folder containing a third of the files to the FTP folder. This way, I actually gave them the 33% they paid for, and I could show the file size to prove it. I also permanently deleted the old site's files from the folder, so they couldn't restore from a backup. Not that they'd have a clue how to do that. They threatened to sue me. I'm still waiting. I wonder how safe you would be from them suing you just because they don't have the money to do so. They can't pay you for the website, they probably can't afford the lawyer. Although if they did afford a lawyer, I feel like they might actually potentially have a case if they could prove that what OP did cost them lost income. But hey, it doesn't matter until OP actually hears something. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome compliance story, check out the video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.